0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله and Muhammad. على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرة غفر الله لنا ولي al ولالحاضرين والمستمعين يقول الامام المجدد الشيخ محمد بن عبد رحمه الله تعالى في رسالته آداب المشي الى الصلاة والمسافر يقصر الرباعية خاصة، وله الفتر في رمضان، ون... وإن تم تم بمن يلزمه الاتمام أتم، ولو أقام لقضاء حاجة بلانية إقامة، ولا يعلم متى ينقضي، أو حبسه مطر أو مرض قصر أبدا، والأحكام المتعلقة بالسفر أربعة. القصر والجمع والمسح والفتر ويجوز الجمع بين الظهرين وبين الإشاءين في وقت أحدهما للمسافر وتركه أفضل غير جمع عرفة والمزدلفة ومزدلفة غير جمع عرفة ومزدلفة ولمريد يلحقه بتركه مشقة لأنه صلى الله عليه وسلم جمع من غير خوف ولا سفر وثبت الجمع للمستحاضة وهو نوع مرض واحتج أحمد بأن المرض أشد من السفر وقال الجمع في الحضر إذا كان من ضروره أو شغل وقال صحت صلاة الخوف عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في ستة أو جهن أو سبعة كلها جائزة وأما حديث سهلا فأنا أختار وهي صلاة ذات الرقاع طائفة صفت معه وطائفة وجاه العدو فصلى دلتي معه ركعة ثم ثبت قائما واعتموا لأنفسهم ثم انصرفوا وصفوا, وصفوا وجاه العدو وجاءت الطائفة الأخرى فصلى بهم الركعة التي بقيت من صلاته ثم ثبت جالسا واعتموا لأنفسهم ثم سلم بهم متفق عليه وله أن يصلي بكل طائفة صلاة ويصل بسم الله
1: الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا والسيئات أعمالنا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شرك له الملك له الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير ونشهد أن محمدا عبد الله وخليله ورسوله أرسله رحمة للعالمين فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة وجاهد في الله حقا جهاده صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ورضوانه جل وعلا على صحابة محمد الذين حملوا هذا الدين آمنوا بالله وبرسوله هاجروا معه وإليه جاهدوا معه وبعده حتى انتشر الإسلام وعما أكرى (تصفيق) الأرض صلهم مرضى عنهم أجمعين واجعلنا من محبيهم الصادقين في ذلك المحسنين لاختداء بهم يا ذا الجلال والإكرام وبعد يقول المؤلف الشيخ الاسلامي محمد بن عبد الوهاب التميمي بن تميم رحمه الله عليه والمسافر يقصر الرباعيه خاصه يعني المغرب ليس فيها قصر تصلى ثلاث ركعات الفجر لا تقصر وإنما تصلى ركعتين وإنما القصر في الرباعية وهي العشاء والعصر والظهر يقول هنا وله الفطر في رمضان المسافر يجوز لها أن يفطر ولكن لا يلزمه الفطر إلزاما هي رخصة لا إن صام أجزاءه من رمضان وإن لم يصم وهو مسافر فلا حرج عليه إن كان يشق عليه الصيام ويرهقه فقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الله يحب أن تؤتى رخصه يعني إذا كنتم في حرج وأمامكم رخصة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فإن الله يحب من عبده أن يترخص برخصته وأن لا يشق عليه على نفسه قال ان ائتم بمن يلزمه الإثمام يعني أنت مسافر ولكن دخلت مع ناس يصلون صلاة حاضر يتمون وجب عليك أن تتم مثلهم ولا تقول إذا صليت ركعتين بقيت جالس حتى يسلم الإمام أو تقول إذا أخمانساً ركعتين وتشهد الإمام كملت التشهد وسلم لا المسافر إذا تم بالمقيم وجب عليه أن يتم الصلاة بل ولو أقام لقضاء حاجة بلا نيه إقامة ولا يعلم متى تنقضي مسافر يريد أن يقضي حاجة من الحاجات لكن ما يدري متى تنتهي يمكن تنتهي في يوم أو يومين أو قد تتدارك الأمور عليه فيجل اسبوع عشرة أيام نص شهر لا يدري لكنه متى ما انقضى أمره وقضيت حاجته سافر هذا يجوز له القصر أما إذا كان يعلم أنه سيقيم أكثر من أربعة أيام فإن النبي لم يثبت أنه قصر وهو يعلم أنه يقيم أكثر من أربعة أيام لكن قصر وهو يعلم أنه يقيم الأربعة كفي حجة الوداع. إذا أنه وصل مكة في صبيحه في يوم أربعة وفي يوم ثمانية توجه إلى منى معناه ما أكثر من أربعة أيام والزيادة قال ولو أقام لقضاء حاجة برنية بلا نية إقامة ولا يعلم متى تنقضي أو حبسه مطر يعني وصل مسافر وفي الأمطار لا يقدر أن يسافر في المطار واستمرت الأمطار مدة تداركها يجوز له أن يقصر الصلاة يصلي الأربع ركعتين هنا أو مريض قصر إذا كان يشق عليه أن يصلي ارضا يرهق ذلك إنما كان أو مرض حبسه مرض قصر أبدا إذا كان حبسه المرض سافر للعلاج إن انتهى علاجه في يوم أو يومين رجع وإن استمر العلاج ويتدارك فحوص وكذا قد تسل عشرة أيام شهر أكثر الله أعلم جاز له في ذلك القصر يقول الأحكام المتعلقة بالسفر أربعة الأحكام التي تتعلق بالسفر القصر قصر الصلاة الرباعيه لا ان تقصر الصلاة الأربع إلى ركعتين إلا من المسافر سواء كان السفر متواليا أو جلس يومين فهو في حكم المسافر قال والجمع يعني الأول من الرخص بالنسبة للصلاة القصر الأربع تصل ركعتين الظهر والعصر تصل ركعتين الأفضل أن الإنسان لا يجمع هذا هو الأفضل إلا في موضعين في عرفة يوم عرفة الحجاج لأنهم بعد أداء الصلاتين سيتفرغون للعبادة الذكر إلى غروب الشمس هؤلاء هذا القصر ينبغي أن يهتموا به حقيقةً ومزدلفة لأنهم انصرفوا من عرفه بعد إرهاق الوقوف والانشغال بذكر الله ثم قطع المسافة إلى المزدلفة ثم هم يريدون أن يأخذوا راحتهم ليستقبلوا يوم غد بتكاليف العمل في يوم النحر من نحر الهداء الهدي او التوجه الى مكه للطواف الافاضه والسعي يعني هم مقبلون على الشغل يرهق فما يحتاجون الى المبادره باداء صلاه العشاء في, في وقت في في القصر والنوم هذا الوقتان في هذا في هذين الموضعين القصر والجمع هو 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 الاولى تعره العاده القصر والجمع والمسح والفطر يعني مما يتعلق بالسفر من حيث النوع مسح الخفين المسافر يمسح ثلاثه ايام بلا يليها يتوضا يبدا المسح تاريخ المسح من بطلان الطهاره بحادث ونحوه يبدا المقيم يبدا مسحه من بطلان الطهور لمده 24 و ساعه المسافر لا ثلاثه ايام بلياليها اثنتين واربعين وسبعين ساعه في السفر هذه من الاشياء التي تتعلق بالسفر المقيم لا يجوز له ان يؤخر المسح بعد اربع وعشرين ساعه فلو على طهاره ثم استمر يريد ان يمسح ستا وثلاثين دقيقه لا ساعه ما يجوز اربع يوم وليله الفطر للسفر لكن اذا علم انه يقيم اكثر من اربعه ايام لا لا يفطر يصوم لكن هذه من الامور المتعلقة بالسفر هذا مجمل ما يتعلق في هذه القطعه من كلام الشيخ رحمه الله عليه هذا الجمع المقبل هذا لا جمع بدون قصر ويجوز الجمع بين الظهرين يعني اللي فيه هي الظهر والعصر والعشائين اللي هي المغرب والعشاء في وقت احدهما للمسافر يجوز الجمع للمسافر سياتي جمع في المستقبل يجمع الواحد وهو مقيم لكن جمع بدون قصر اما هذا فهو جمع بقصر يصلي الظهر ركعتين والعشاء ركعتين يجوز له الجمع إذا كان محتاجا للجمع لأن الجامعة رخصة، وأما القصر فهو فرض على الصحيح فإن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خرج من المدينة في عم حجه الوداع يقصر الصلاة في الطريق، ولما جاء إلى مكة ما استقر إلا أقل من أربع أيام جزء بسيط يقصر لما ذهب الى عرفه الى منى يقصر لما ذهب الى عرفه يقصر ويجمع لضروره جمع حتى يتفرغ لعرفه في مزدلفه يقصر ويجمع يقصر الاشياء يقول للمسافر خرج خلو هو أفضل غير جمع عرفة ومزدلفة ترك الجامع أولى إلا فيما يتعلق بعرفة ومزدلفة فالجمع ينبغي أن يحرص عليه الواحد ثم ذكر ملحق بها ولمريض يلحقه بترك الجامع مشقة لأنه صلى الله عليه وسلم جامعة من غير خوف ولا سفر ثبت انه ثبت الجنب للمستحاضه المراه و... والاستحاضه نوع من المرض استمرار انتخاض الطهاره صفة دائمه معها وليس مجرد نضحون وان هذا دم بل تقول عنها تسجد تجد اندفاعا فيه فهذه رخص لها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم للضروره الجمع بقي فيه شيء آخر يقول وثبت الجمع لمستحاضة ونوع مرض واحتج أحمد بأن المرض أشد من السفر يأتي الجمع الآخر وهو الجمع في الحضر إذا كان من ضروره أو شعور يعني في اشياء كثيرة قد يجمع الانسان بين الظهر والعصر لظرف لا يستطيع اذا دخل في هذا الظرف ان يؤدي الصلاة ان ان يكون طبيبا يعالج مريضا يشتغل في علاجه لازمه الامر ان يستمر في هذا العلاج أن ينهي امر العلاج قد يحتاج الى ساعتين ثلاث يدخل العصر ويمضي لا يجمع لا حرج من الجمع لأننا ثبت أنه جمع في سفر أو في مدينة الظهر والعصر والمغرب والاشياء ولا مقيل ابن عباس لماذا قال من غير مطر ولا سفر قالوا لماذا قال لألا يحرج أمم قد يكون الإنسان محتاج بأن يجمع وقاذر لكن العمل الذي سيقوم به سوف يمنعه من ان يتفرغ للصلاه فيجوز له في هذه الحاله الجنب نبقى في ما يتعلق بصلاه الخوف لن نتحدث فيها الان
0: Shaykh Hafib Allah Ta'ala began, in the name of Allah we praise him. We seek his assistance and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of our deeds. And we bear witness that there's no deity worthy of worship except Allah. He is alone, he has no partners. To him is the praise and the dominion, and he is able to do all things. And we bear witness that Muhammad is his slave and his messenger and his khalil. And the one that Allah sent is a mercy to mankind. He gave the message. He fulfilled the trust and he was sincere. He fought sincerely in the way of Allah. So may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And may Allah be pleased with his companions, those who carried the message of Islam. They believed in the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They migrated with him and to him. They fought during his time and after his time, until Islam spread to many parts of the world. May Allah be pleased with them and make us from amongst those who are sincere in our love of them. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, Sheikh Shaykh Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab Rahim Allah Ta'ala from the tribe of Tamim, he mentioned in this part of his treatise the affair of uh, the, the Salat of the Traveler. And he said, the the traveler, he shortens the prayer. But the shortening of the prayer is not done for Salat al-Maghrib, nor is it done for Salat al-Fajr. There is no shortening of the prayer for Salat al-Maghrib, nor Salat al-Fajr. But the shortening of the prayer is only for the prayers that have four units, such as Salat al-Isha, al-Asr, and al-Dhuhr. And likewise from the rulings pertaining to the traveler is that it is permissible for him to break his fast. It is permissible for him to break his fast, but it is not mandatory. It is not mandatory nor obligatory that he breaks his fast, but he has the permission to do so. So if the traveler chooses to fast, then his fast is accepted from him. And there is no problem in him doing so. But if this causes difficulty upon him, then verily the Prophet wasallam says, verily Allah loves to give these exceptions or these exemptions or these permissions where the individual can break the fast. So the shaykh mentioned allah Ta'ala. So if there is some difficulty which uh, comes upon the individual uh, in fasting then it is permissible for the individual to break his fast and take this permission which has been granted to him by Allah and the author rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned about the, he went back to mention about the salat but the author said rahimahullah ta'ala if the person uh... Uh, prays behind someone who is a, a resident. If the traveler prays behind or he prays in the congregation and that congregation is being led by someone who is a resident, so that Imam completes his prayer. So it is upon the traveler to complete his prayer. It is upon the traveler to complete his prayer. The traveler should not pray two units and then say, I'm going to sit until he's finished. No, it's upon the traveler to follow the imam in completing the prayer. Likewise, it is not permissible for the traveler uh, after two to leave the prayer. No, he must complete if he, pray, if he prays behind someone who is completing the prayer. Then the author, Rahim Allah Ta'ala mentioned, uh, if the traveler visit a particular place uh, with the intention of completing some work. And uh, he's not sure when he will complete that work. So what is the ruling? The Shaykh mentioned Aviva Allah If the traveler does not know, he's totally unaware of how long he will be staying in that place, it's possible he will stay there for one day or two, it's possible he will stay there a week, it's possible he will stay there ten days then uh, the individual uh, then the individual continues to shorten his prayer but the shaykh said taala but if the individual no he went, the shaykh said but if the individual knows for a fact that he's going to be there more than 4 days then the individual should complete his prayers he says because it is not reported it's not authentically reported that the prophet sallallahu knew that he was staying more than 4 days 4 days except that after that he would complete his prayers sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said for example during the farewell pilgrimage the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he arrived in mecca uh he arrived in mecca on the fourth day on the morning of the fourth day so he shortened his prayers and then on the eighth day the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam went to be, went to to mina and he began to perform the pilgrimage or the rituals of hajj. And that's when the Prophet ﷺ began to uh, complete the prayers until later on when uh, the time came for, for Arafat, the Prophet ﷺ shortened as the shaykh is going to mention later on in the lesson. Then the author, rahim Allah ta'ala, said, or if the individual is prevented from traveling due to rain. The shaykh said, hafif ta'ala. For example, an individual travels somewhere, and it's time for him to return, but at the time that he wants to return, it begins to rain. And he does not have the ability to, to travel. Then it's permissible for the individual to to shorten his prayers. So the prayers which have four units, he would pray two units, because he's prevented by, by rain, and as soon as the rain is over, he would travel. Then the author, rahimallah ta'ala, mentioned... The the one who is sick, meaning the one who travels and while that individual is on a journey, he becomes sick, he becomes ill. So it's difficult while he's on this journey and he's in this state of illness, it's difficult for him to pray the complete prayers. So he shortens the prayers. He shortens the prayers. The Sheikh said, for example, you have someone who travels for the purpose of uh, seeking a cure for some type of medical cure. And uh, he might stay one day, he might stay two days, or the the seeking of the cure takes longer. So, for example, he has to get some tests, he has to get some medical examinations. Uh, It's possible that this lasts for ten days, or it's possible that it lasts longer. The individual is unaware. He's unaware of exactly how long it would take. It's permissible for the individual to to shorten his prayers. Then the author, Rahim Allah ta'ala, mentioned the, the rulings as it relates to traveling. And he said they are four: uh, to shorten the prayer, to join the prayer, to wipe over the, the socks, and to uh, break the fast. The shaykh said, hafibullah ta'ala, na'am. So once again, as it relates to shortening the prayer, na'am. The shaykh mentioned Habibullah ta'ala as it relates to shortening the prayer. Uh, the individual, if he's going to say a day or two days, then this individual is a traveler. It's permissible for him to shorten dhuhr and asr. And the shaykh said Habibullah ta'ala, but it's better that he does not. It is better that he does not join the prayers. as the, It's mentioned by the author and the shaykh reiterated that Habibullah ta'ala. It's better that the individual, once he arrives at his destination, that he can shorten but he should not join the prayers. He should pray each prayer at its specified time, except two instances: the the day of Arafat and the day of Muzdalifah. The day of Arafat, because the Hujjaj, the pilgrims, um, when they're the reason why it's recommended for the in for the the pilgrims on the day of Arafat to join the prayer, is because after that they need to be uh, free. They need to be free so that they can focus on they can focus on the, the, the acts of worship of that day in terms of supplication and the likes until the setting of the sun. So it is recommended on the day of Arafat that they join. They join the prayer so that they can uh, busy themselves with the, the, the acts of worship of that day until the setting of the sun. Likewise, on Muzdalifah. And the reason why it is recommended at the time of Muzdalifah is because these people, when they've left Arafat and they've arrived in Muzdarifah, these individuals have, they've tired themselves. They were standing on Arafat. uh, They have become tired. Uh, These individuals were uh, involved in constant remembrance of Allah Azza wa And, so that, you know, if we look at, if we consider that which they've left, and that's Arafat, and the, the worship that they've conducted on Arafat, the worship that they've performed on Arafat, and now the following day, uh, which is the day of slaughtering which is the day of tawaf which is the day of, 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 of sa'id which is the following day so if you're, looking at, if you're considering the fact that the next day they would be likewise heavily involved in worship so it is also recommended that they join uh, maghrib and isha so as soon as they reach Muzdalifah, they would join maghrib and isha and they would immediately go to sleep so that the next day they could have energy to perform the worship on the following day. So these are the two times that it's um, recommended for the people to join the prayer but other than that, it's not recommended that they, they join the prayer, they should pray each prayer during its prescribed time. Then the author rahimahullah mentioned wiping over the socks. And the shaykh mentioned hafibullah the traveler, it is permissible for the traveler to wipe over the socks for three days and three nights. So the individual performs abolition And then the wiping over the socks begins from the time that he breaks his wudu. It begins from the time that he breaks his wudu with uh, passing gas or urination or the likes. As for the one who is a resident, then the time allocated for him, uh, which is permissible for him to wipe over the socks, is 24 hours. It's 24 hours. So the Sheikh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala. So uh, the traveler, he gets three days and three nights he mentioned uh, 72 hours. And the, the resident, he gets 24 hours. And the Sheikh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, the resident should not turn the 24 hours into 36 hours. No, once the 24 hours is complete, then that individual has to repeat his abolution. Likewise from the, the, the matters related to the travel, the traveler is him breaking his fast. And the Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, um, um once again, this goes back to uh, him not being a traveler, if he's sure that he's going to be there for, for, for more than four days, similar to the, the shortening of the, of the prayer. The Sheikh said, this is a summary of that which has been mentioned by Sheikh Muhammad bin Abdul ahab raheem Allah ta'ala in this uh, portion of the book. Then he said, Habib Allah ta'ala. Now, with regards to, um, he said, something's going to come in the future. And that is individuals joining the prayer even if they are resident. He said there's something that's going to be mentioned in the same treaties of individuals joining the prayer even if they are a resident. Not that they shorten the prayer, but they join the prayer. He said, and this is if the individual is in dire need of doing so. If the individual is in dire need of doing so, um, there's a permissibility in Islam for him to join, to, uh, uh, join the prayer, not to shorten the prayer. And he said this took place by the Prophet صلى الله عليه The Prophet صلى الله left, left from Al-Medina uh, to Mecca during the, the, the Hajj, during the Farewell Pilgrimage. And the Prophet صلى الله عليه while he was on the journey, he shortened the prayers for a portion of time when he arrived in Mecca. And once he arrived in Mecca, then the Prophet صلى الله prayed the complete uh, prayers except مثلا on Arafat. Um, and as it was mentioned, the joining, Afwan, the joining of the prayer, it was mentioned that this was done because of the acts of worship on Arafat and the acts of worship on uh, once you arrive in Muzdalifah. But once again, the Shaykh Hafifullah Ta'ala reiterated that it's better that people do not join the prayers. It's better that they do not join the prayers except in these two times, Arafat and Muzdalifah. Arafat is Dhuhr Asr, and Muzdalifah is Maghrib and Asia. Then, the author, Rahim mentioned that uh, it's authentically reported that the female who has constant uh, vaginal bleeding, it's authentically reported that she, uh, she joins the prayer. It's authentically reported that she joins the prayer. And the shaykh mentioned, عَفِيْبَ if she has constant vaginal bleeding, uh, then it becomes difficult for her uh, the, the prayers become difficult because she has constant bleeding. So she would join Dhuhr and Asr um, because of the difficulty in her praying at each individual time. Then the Shaykh said, hadith Allah Ta'ala, but you also have individuals uh, that, do, that have a major need. They're not traveling, nor is there illness, but an individual who has a major need. So he has to join the prayer. Not shorten, but join. He said an example of that, is a doctor, a doctor such as a surgeon. This individual has to go into, he has to begin to perform a surgery. And this surgery is going to last for several hours, three, four or more hours. So the individual doesn't have time to stop and pray. So it becomes permissible for him to join his prayers. It becomes permissible for him to join his prayers. And it took place, um, or the proof for that, is the fact that the prophet sallallahu while being in al medina while being a resident and being in medina the prophet sallallahu joined between zuhr and asr he joined between zuhr and asr and ibn abbas was approached and questioned about that and he said that this was done without any rain nor any traveling and it was done by the prophet sallallahu wasallam to not create a burden upon his ummah to not create a burden upon his ummah, so this shows that it's permissible to, to do so. Now, so the Sheikh Hafib Allah Ta'ala said, if a person has uh, some great work, if a person has some great work, and such as the, the previous example of the surgeon, and if he begins that work, it would totally prevent him from praying, then it's from praying each salat in its designated time, then it becomes permissible for him to join the prayers at that time. Then the Sheikh said, Something is going to be mentioned in the next lesson about the prayer of fear. uh, The prayer of fear. Uh, But we would uh, postpone that to the next lesson. بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى Sheikh mentioned Habib Ta'ala. He stopped on the prayer of fear because there's a lot of examples uh, that are going to be mentioned about the prayer of fear. So he uh, preferred to stop there, and we will start that in the next lesson. But is it in some لا يتجاوز وقت الوقت بين العشاء والفجر أربع أو خمس ساعات حيث دخل وقت العشاء في ساعة الحادي العشر ودخل وقت الفجر في ساعة الثالثة ونصف أو الساعه الرابعة, الرابعة وقد تشكل ذلك على كثير من الناس فهل, فهل يصله للقائمين على المشجد في التلق المناطق حينما تضيق أوقات الصلوات على الناس أن يجمع بين المغرب والعشاء أخذاً بفعل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حيث جمع بين ظهر والعصر والمغرب والإشاب المدينة في غير خوف ولا مطر كما ورد في الحديث
1: النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إذا أمرتكم بآمر فأتوا منه ما استطعتم إذا كان الناس يستطيعون أن يؤدوا الصلوات في أوقاتها وجب عليهم أن يؤدوها فإذا لم يستطيعوا النبي لما ذكر الدجال يخرج في آخر الزمان الله علمتها لكنه كان النبي يحذر الناس منه النبي أخبرنا الدجال إذا خرج يبقى قائل الثاني يوم كسنه ويوم كشهر من ايام الدجال ويوم كاسبوع وبقيه الايام كايام من الدنيا المعتاده فقال الصحابه النبي هذا اليوم الذي في شهر في شهر سنه تخفينا صلاه يوم واحد قال لا اقدروا له وسبعاً قد السؤال عندنا في جهة خبر العلماء من عشرين سنة أو أكثر من البلاد الشمالية اللي في الشمال الغربي الدنيا قالوا إن وقت النهار قد يكون قصيراً أو وقت الليل فكيف؟ فقيل لهم أقدم الأوقات يعني ما بين مثلا الظهر والعصر كذا كذا من الساعات الدقائق ما بين المغرب والعشاء كذا من الوقت ما بين العشاء والفجر كذا من الوقت أقدروا له وصلوها في أقرب الأشياء شباهم بها وإلا فإنه إذا كان هناك وقت يتميز الليل عن النهار تميزا بيّن وجب ان تصلى صلاة الليل في الليل وهي المغرب بعد غروب الشمس والعشاء بعد حصول الظلام التام والفجر بعدما ينفجر الفجر فاذا لم تكن على قدر المسافات السابقه فتقدر بنفس الاوقات Because في the في region, there will تجد النهار في بعض الأوقات يكون of the ربما أيام ما a few عليهم أن يقسموا الزمن على وفق ما كانوا يعدونه في أيام الراحلة.
0: Western countries and specifically or more specifically in the summer uh, the time between uh, Isha and Fajr uh, is not more than uh, four or five hours the time for Isha enters at 11 o'clock and the time for Salat al-Fajr enters at three uh, 3.30 or 4 o'clock and this is difficult upon the people is it permissible for those who are responsible for the masjid or those who, who run and care for the masjids in these areas, uh, specifically when the time uh, has this type of constraint is permissible for them to combine between Maghrib and Isha uh, and they do so based on the action of the Prophet when he combined between Dhuhr and Asr, and Maghrib and Isha and yani a Dhuhr with Asr and Maghrib and Isha in Medina without any fear or rain as is reported in the hadith the Shaykh mentioned Abdullah Tara the Prophet ﷺ said, that which I've ordered you to do, then do it to the best of your ability. So the shaykh said, Habibullah ta'ala, so um, if the people have the ability to pray each prayer in its individual time, then they should do so. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned about the affair, the affair of the coming of the dajjal during the latter days. And... Specifically the time that is only known by Allah Azawajal. But the Prophet warned against uh, and informed about the coming of the Dajjal. And he mentioned that one day would be like a year and one day would be like a month and one day would be like a week and the rest of the days would be like your normal days. So the Sahaba, they said, Ya Rasulullah, the time that one day is like a year or one day is like a month, is it permissible for us to pray one prayer. And the, Shaykh, the uh, and the Prophet said, No, but you have to calculate the time. And the Shaykh said, Hadith Ta'ala said, A question was posed to the committee of senior scholars, which the Shaykh is a member of Hadith Ta'ala. He said, A question was posed similar uh, to this question over 20 years ago. Uh, and it was from the, the northern, western countries. And the shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, are sometimes, or are certain seasons where the, the day in those countries is very short or very long. And they wanted to know what should they do. And the shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, they have, to, uh, they have to calculate the time. Uh, the time between Salatul Dhuhr. He's going, he's going to be clear, what does he mean by calculate? The time is between uh, Salatul Dhuhr and Salatul Asr. How much time is usually between those prayers? And the time between Isha and Fajr and the lights, so they have to calculate it, and they do this in accordance to the closest area or the closest uh, or the time of the year that it is close to what it what it should be. It's going to come the explanation. So the shaykh said, habibullah taala But if there is a clear distinction in time, uh, for example, at night, any when the sun sets. And once the sun sets, it's time for maghrib, And that's clear. And when it becomes completely dark, it's time for isha, And that's clear. And when the sun rises, it's time for fajr, And that's clear. <coughs> but what is meant by they calculate the time? The shaykh mentioned عَفِيبَ <laughs> اللَّهُ um, and he said, because indeed, in these countries, sometimes the, the day is very long. And sometimes they go for several days without seeing the sunset. So he said, but... Uh, at any time of the year, when it is not, when it is somewhat normal, at any time of the year, when it, when it is somewhat normal, and then it changes, they would calculate their timings based on when it was normal. They would calculate their timings based on when it was it was normal. So when it was close to being normal, when there was a sunrise, when there was a sunset, when the sky became completely dark, the time that was between the prayers during that time. That would be the time that they pray when it becomes abnormal. That would be the time that they pray when it becomes abnormal. يقول السالح حبيث الله تعالى هل يجوز لمن قد صلى لمن صلى صلاة المغرب في الجماعة أن يأم المتأخر في الصلاة أو يصلي معه هو
1: الأولى أن لا يفعل يعني إذا صف الله أدرك بعض الصلاة بعض الصلاة مع الإمام ثم قام يقضي بقية صلاته لا ينبغي أن يدخل معه أحد the individual is asking, is it
0: permissible for an individual who prays al in congregation? Is it permissible for him to lead someone who uh, entered the prayer late or to pray with him. The shaykh said, Habibullah ta'ala, it's better that you don't do so. Meaning, if a person enters into the prayer late, if a person, if an individual enters into the prayer late, so when the imam is finished, that person stands to complete his prayer. Someone shouldn't join him. Someone that comes later than him should not join him what if that individual who has entered the prayer late and he completes his prayer and then someone else enters the masjid and they begin to pray by themselves if he now wants to go and join that person it's permissible for him to do so in order for him to seek the reward of praying in congregation so the first is someone who came late and he stands up to complete his prayer others should not join him he should not become an imam he should not become an imam um, but if he completes his prayer, and now someone is praying individually, it's permissible for him to go and join that person, to give that person the reward of the congregation. <laughs>
1: الحائض لا تبقى تجلس في المسجد لكن لو كان تريد أن تأخذ حاجة في المسجد أو توصل حاجة للمسجد فلا بأس بذلك النبي قال اللي رضي الله عنها ناوري الخمرة سجادة صغيرة قالت كني حائض أرَلها حِيَزَتِكِ ليست
0: The individuals asking the scholars disagree on the issue of the menstruating female entering into the masjid. So what is the most correct opinion in that regard? The Sheikh said: "أبي the menstruating female should not sit and remain in the masjid." But as for her taking something from the masjid or bringing something to the masjid, then there's no problem in her doing so. It took place that the Prophet ﷺ requested from Aisha to give him a small uh, prayer, a small rug, to give him a small piece of cloth or a small rug. And Aisha said, I'm menstruating. The Prophet ﷺ said, your menstruation is not in your hand. Meaning, um, you can enter and you can give something, but you should not remain in the masjid. يقول <تسأل> السائل حفيفكم الله تعالى هل يجوز للمسلم أن يلبس خاتماً للزواج لكي يخبر الناس بأنه متزوج
1: ويجتنب الفتح? الله إذا كان الخاتم ليس من ذهب فلا حرج فيه لا بأس the individual is asking, is it permissible for a Muslim male to
0: wear a ring? I'm thinking that it's a male. Is it permissible for a Muslim to wear a ring to inform others that he is married and to uh, abstain from from any types of fitting. The shaykhsar hafifullah ta'ala, if it's a ring, if it's golden ring, then there's no problem in doing so. Whether he wants to inform that he's married or for any other reason. Uh, As long as it is not of gold for males, then it is permissible for him to wear كل الصالح حفيظكم الله تعالى هل يجوز لمن كان من عادته ان يصلي اربع ركعات من النوافل ان يقضيها بعد العصر
1: النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم نهى عن الصلاه بعد العصر الا في امور محدوده كان يكون طه بعد العصر في الحرم في المسجد فيصلي ركعتين أو he would be ثم and then في المسجد وقد حضر إليه ولو church قد صلى العصر فإنه يدخل نوعهم لكن تكون هذه was seated, له نافلة. وما بدون سبب فلا a person?
0: Uh, who is, it was his norm to pray four units of superogatory prayers. It permissible for him to make these units up after Salat al-Asr. The Shaykh mentioned Habib that the Prophet has forbade that an individual prays after Salat al-Asr except for specific uh, situations. Um, for example, a uh, person who makes tawaf And in the haram, if a person makes tawaf in the haram and then they want to pray the two units of prayer after tawaf, they can do so. Or if a person, for example, prayed the obligatory prayer and then they entered into a masjid and now the the ikam is being called. So the person would join the the prayer, it would be superiogatory for him, but it is obligatory for them. But as for praying after Salat al-Asr without any specific reason, then a person it's not permissible for a person to do so يكون السال حبيبكم الله تعالى هناك من يحضر صلاة الجماعة في المسجد وبعد انتحاء الصلاة يلعب بجواله فهل هذا الفعل لائق لمن يأتي أو يحضر في المسجد؟"
1: يبا أن يكون الواحد بعد الصلاة مشتغلا بالذكر لا يشتغل بالعبث لان العبث قد يفسد العباده فالله يقول افامن اهل القرآن ان ياتيهم باسنا ضخا وهم يلعبون فلا يبدو الجوال اما اذا كان لا ينظر في الجوال في امر مهم حاجه يتاكد منها او يتلقى اتصالا ليس عَبَثًا فَلَحَرَجْ عَلَيْهِ
0: أَحْسَنَوَا إِلَيْكَ individuals asking, um, individuals, there's some individuals that they uh, attend the prayer in congregation, and once the salat is completed, they begin to play with their phones. Is this type of action uh, befitting for a person who attends the masjid, at the shaykh, said, uh, It's befitting, it's mandatory upon an individual who completes the prayer to busy himself with the remembrance of Allah. And he should not busy himself with playing with his phone. Uh, the Shaykh said, Habibullah ta'ala, It's possible that this playing uh, destroys the, the, the act of worship itself. As Allah ta'ala mentioned, uh, the people of the village, are they safe that um, the, the punishment of Allah would not approach them while they are playing? So the Shaykh said, Habibullah ta'ala, So this person is playing with his phone. He said, but if an individual is looking at his phone because of a need, um, or the individual is taking a call, then it's permissible for the individual to do so. والاتباع يقولون فيه بانه في حكم الموت الدماغي وينصحون الابن بعزل الوالد عن نظام دعم الحياة فالابن يسال عن حكم الاسلام في ذلك وماذا ينبغي له ان يفعل مع والده حبيب الله تعالى
1: العلاج ليس واجب وجوبا وانما جائز اذا غلب على الظن ان هذا العلاج مفيد للشخص في صحته او حياته يحرص عليه اما اذا كان الشخص الاطباء يقررون انه في حكم المنتهي وهم ثقات لا يقصدون التخلص من المريض
0: Assam alayhiq the individual is asking. There's a man, there's a Muslim man in America, his father is in a coma and the doctors are saying that he is similar to someone who is the doctors are saying that he is brain dead and they are advising the son to remove the, the life support system. So the son is asking what is the ruling in Islam? Uh, regarding this issue and what do you advise the son? The shaykh said, حَفِيَبَ اللَّهُ Seeking a cure uh, is not obligatory. It is not something, seeking a cure is not something which is mandatory or or obligatory, but it is permissible. So if the person, um, uh, if they have strong reason to believe that this cure is beneficial for the individual's health or his life, then they should Continue. But if the doctors are saying that this individual is, is, is basically dead, the doctors are informing that this individual is basically dead, and the doctors are reliable, um, but, and he, he's saying the doctors are reliable, not that they just want to merely get rid of him, not that they just merely want to get rid of him, then it is permissible for the son to, to stop the, the, the life support system which his father is in. بكل سؤال حبيكم الله تعالى ما حكم حضور المسجد في البلد الذي يقفر فيه المطر هل هو الأفضل لي أن أصلي في المسجد مع المطر أو هل الأفضل لي أن أطبق السنة وأصلي في البيت؟ بكل سؤال ما حكم حضور المسجد في البلد الذي يقطر فيه نزول المطر هل الأفضل أن يصلي أن يذهب إلى المسجد في وقت نزول المطر أو الأفضل أن يصلي في البيت؟
1: لا الأفضل أن يذهب إلى المسجد. إلا إذا كان يتضرر بالذهاب فإن فضير المسجد ومضاعفه الأجر بالصلاة مع الجماعة تفرق قررا كبير في سبعين درجة الذي يصلي في البيت يحصل على درجة كاملة واحدة and so, if the individuals asking, what is
0: asking, what is the ruling uh, of attending the prayer in the congregation, in the masjid, in the countries that have our. Uh, it's common that the. There's a lot of rain. Is it better that the individual prays or goes to the masjid to pray? Um, Or is it better that he prays at home, implementing the sunnah? The shaykh said, it's better that he goes to the masjid as long as there is no harm in him doing so. There's no harm inflicted upon him in doing so. Uh, Because praying in the masjid, uh, an individual gets an increase in reward uh, 27 more times than if he prays alone. Um, If he prays alone, he gets one reward. If he prays in a masjid, he gets 27. Um, but if there is some harm inflicted in him going to the masjid, then it is permissible for him to pray at
1: home. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> you, will وأن يصلح حالنا وحال المسلمين في كل مكان وأن يفرج كروبات المكروبين من المسلمين في كل مكان وأن يعاجل المظلومين المغهورين في الشام بالفرج وأن يرينا في الله الطائفة المتولية عليهم على حكمهم ان يرينا فيها عجائب قدرته وان يرينا في من ينصرون تلك الطائفه سبق ان ذكرت مرارا ان المصيرية هؤلاء يعني من اخبث الداء الطاع الباطنية الباطنيه الذين هم يزعمون يحبون البيت وهم يعتبرون من الكفار الصلص في كفرهم بل النصيريه يزعون أن عليا هو الله كما ذكرت لكم في الدرس السابق وقبله يعني أن علي هو الله وأنه خلق محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ومحمد خلق سلمان الفارسي الذي يسمى عندهم الباب هذه الطائفة الخبيثة تعمل هذه الأعمال اللي كأن ما هي استئصال لعامة أهل الشام، من ينصرهم على هذا الشيء الطائفة الرافضية المسمى بالإثم العشرية في إيران، ويشد أزرهم رافضة العراق، رافضة حزب الشيطان في لبنان اللي سما حزب الله هو حزب الشيطان. ويشد ازرهم ايضا الدولة الشيوعيه الروسيه فنسال الله ان يرينا في هؤلاء جميعا عجائب قدرته كما نسال الله جل وعلا ان يعاجل المن اليمن بانقاذهم من فتنة الحوثيين ومن يشايعهم من ايران وغير ايران فنسال الله جل وعلا ان يعاجل المسلمين بالفرج العاجل وأن يوفقهم للهداية الصحيحة لأن المتقي حقيقة لله على بصيره يدافع الله عنه لأن الله يقول إن الله يدافع عن الذين آمنوا إنه ذرعينا نقصا في الدفاع فالسبب منا في عدم صدق تمسخنا بديننا وعدم صدقنا أيضا في الاقتداء بالسنة في نبينا لأن الدين الإسلامي الوصول إليه لا يتم إلا بالقرآن الكريم وبسنة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فنسأل الله أن يرينا عاجلاً غير آجل انتصار الحق على الباطل وانفراج الغمة عن المسلمين في كل مكان وأن يعاجل الله جل وعلا المظلومين الذين تسكب عليهم القنابل من الطائرات والمتفجرات من الغرامين أن يعاجلهم بفرج منه وخزي وعار ومذلة وقهر للأعداء للظالمين كما أسأله جل وعلا بإسمائه والصفاته أن يحفظ لهذه المملكة أمنها على الدين والدنيا على دينها ودنياها وأن يوفق من تولى أمرها لحمل الناس على التمسخ بالسنة وصدهم عن البدع والضلالات حملهم على أن يحرصوا على أن يكونوا مقتدين بفعل النبي صلى الله عليه وآصحابه فإن النبي لما ذكر الطوائف التي يمكن أن توجد في الأمة الإسلامية وأنهم في النار إلا واحدة قالوا هي قال من كان على مثل ما أنا عليه اليوم وأصحابي فنسأل الله من حق لذلك وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنَ الْحَمْدُ لَلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَصَلَّىٰهُ wa مُحَمَّدُ وَآلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَسَلَّمَا بَسْلِيمًا The
0: Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala ended the lesson. Now The Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala said, we praise we praise Allah Azza wa Jal and we ask Allah Azza wa to accept uh, our righteous deeds we ask Allah Jalla to uh, pardon our deficiencies and to correct our affairs, rectify our affairs, and the affairs of the Muslims in all parts of the world and to give a quick recovery or ease to the people of, of, of Syria and to show us uh, his, his, his might um, against those who are oppressing the people in Syria and those who are supporting them. And the Sheikh said, I've reiterated in many, in many lessons that the Syria." which is uh, the beliefs of the rulers there in Syria, they are from the worst of the, 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 the group called al-Batiniyya. And they are uh, complete disbelievers. And from their beliefs, is, they believe that Ali uh, is Allah. And they believe that, as the Sheikh said, I mentioned in previous lessons, and they believe that Ali created Muhammad wasallam), and Muhammad created Salman al-Farisi, who they call the door. So they are from the worst uh, uh, of the people, uh, and they are trying to uh, make the people of Syria believe, believe in their beliefs. And who is supporting them? Uh, the Ifnei the, Ashariya, the, this Rafidah group from Iran and from Iraq, and the Hizb that they call themselves Hezbollah, the party of Allah, but they are the party of the Shaitan in Lebanon, and the communists who are present in Russia. So we ask Allah Azawajal to uh, remove them. Likewise, we ask Allah to give ease to the people of Yemen who have been afflicted with the, the fitna of the Houthiyun. Um, so we ask Allah to give them uh, uh, ease. And likewise, the Shaykh mentioned allah Ta'ala favorably, the individual who, is truly, uh, who has truly true taqwa of Allah Azawajal. Allah would support and defend this individual. As Allah says, Verily Allah supports and defends those who believe. And so, if the support is not there, that is due to our own deficiencies. Because if we were to be sincere in our uh, adherence to the Book of Allah and our adherence to the Sunnah of the Prophet we would be supported and, and defended. So, we ask Allah Azza wa no, nah, because verily Islam is implementation and adherence to the Quran and the Sunnah. So we ask Allah to, give, uh, to show us um, uh, or to give ease to the people uh, of Syria and to allow the truth to prevail over falsehood. And we ask Allah to give ease to those who have been oppressed, those who are the bombs and the, the missiles are falling upon them. We ask Allah to give them ease and to uh, punish those who are pressing them. Likewise, we ask Allah with His names and attributes um, to protect the, the religion and the worldly affairs of this country and to give the rulers of this country uh, success to encourage the people to adhere to the sunnah of the Prophet and to debase uh, innovation and falsehood. Um, because the Prophet, when he mentioned the, the groups that would go into the hellfire, he said, there is one saved group and they are upon that which I am upon and my companions. So we ask Allah Azawajal to be upon that which the Prophet was upon and his companions and that Allah gives success success in doing so. And our last supplication is all praise be to Allah the Lord of the worlds and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon Muhammad, his family members and companions.